0: This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good Wednesday morning, everybody. I am Glenn Geek in Ocala, Florida
1: and i'm jamie jennings and i'm in norman oklahoma and you're listening to horses in the morning on the horse radio network for april 14th episode 2661 brought to you today by stateline tech good morning horse world it's wednesday
0: morning that means jamie and glenn are back to talk horses with all of you well let's be honest jamie talks horses glenn is just here to hassle jamie enjoy the show It's true. Reward <laughs> word of it. I enjoy it too. So, uh, two things I want to talk about with you. One, what you were doing before the show started today, and to, but number two is when you bought that property, it had a pond, and you stocked it with fish. And yesterday, I saw pictures of you catching one huge fat fish.
1: Oh my god. Yeah. And then Lucas did catch one after that bigger than mine, but yeah, I was really, I'm, I'm a serious angler, Glenn. <laughs> um, <clears throat> we just, Lucas wanted to go fishing it was, we just restocked the pond a second time with some other types what of, kind fish. of
0: fish are in there.
1: Catfish is all we seem to catch.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say because I don't think you stocked it with catfish, We did had you? like
1: that major storm we did. We stocked <laughs> oh, it with okay. some catfish and some like bluegill. I, I I don't know. I Going to buy fish is weird. And so anyway, <laughs> we did put like eight bass in it this, this weekend. So Lucas was kind of into the fish thing. So we wanted to go fishing. So as the serious angler, um, <laughs> Chad baited my hook and handed me the, the pole. And I had a beer. And I sat down on a bucket and I cast woo, cast my pole. Well, at least out. you and threw it
0: in the water yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that. I can, I can do that. I actually enjoy fly fishing, but this is not fly fishing. So I just cast it out. It's like a, he put the worm on it and there's a bobber, you know. And so uh, I had some emails to get back to. So I set my pole on the ground and I was looking at my phone <laughs> and all of a sudden, there goes the rod and I had to jump on the rod to grab it, to keep it from going in the water. And I pulled out this giant catfish. So it's, it takes a massive amount of skill that I have obviously to catch.
0: I didn't notice you touching the fish.
1: Oh no, no, I don't touch no. <laughs> but you don't really touch catfish anyway, so they yeah, have this little true. stinger thing, so yeah, Ted scooped it up with the net and took the thing out and then we let it go. And no, I did not eat catfish. I did not nail its head to a board and skin it. I just that's not at all what we do. I paid good money to have those fish in there and they're gonna <laughs> by God, they're gonna live in there.
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad to see they're still alive. that's that's good.
1: Oh, we couldn't believe it uh, we, we said they were like, just not they're doing better than the fish
0: in our tank. so
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it was amazing. So yeah, I'm impressed. And then this morning, I, it just farm life has its problems. I talked last week about some man that came in the front gate and just like walked up, was going to go in the pastures with you the You got horses. a lot of
0: comments about that on social media too. Apparently yeah. you're not the only one that has strangers show up at their farm.
1: <laughs> no. Um, but this morning was a little different. I was up at the barn, which is by the road and our property goes way back. It's 20 acres, it's 20 square acres. And I'm not as young as I used to be and I can't see very well. Uh at far distances. So I didn't have my glasses on and I saw something in the pasture and I thought, Oh, it's a coyote. And my, one of my dogs loves to chase coyotes. So she goes running out there. I was like, get it, buddy, get it. And I see this thing turn And run on two legs, (laughs) and then catapult over the.
0: The coyote was standing up,
1: (laughs) and he was wearing white pants, which was or light colored pants anyway. That's all I could see was because it's like a blur. uh, Things in the distance. I don't usually wear. I need to wear my my glasses to go feed the horses in the morning. But yeah, I see him. uh, Somebody go running, and then like jump over the fence as four dogs are running up to, so, you know, barking. So, uh, I got, I called Glenn. I was like, I'm going to be late. And I drove my ranger down to the, that part of the fence line. And I drove up and down. I and was like, anybody want to have discussion about this? Anybody want to talk about this? Hello? I know you're back there. I just saw you come on out. Let's talk about it. And I drove up and down and I waited and I was like, okay, well, if nobody's going to come talk to me about this, the next time you cross this fence line, you will be shot. And
0: I don't listen to the show.
1: <laughs> Kids. I hope they don't listen because they know I don't even own a gun. I'm terrified <laughs> of guns. I just, but it sounded really tough. It sounded really. I was like hardcore. I was like, I'll kick you really hard next time you're here. <laughs> like I got nothing.
0: <laughs> well, Jennifer used to... When we had a 100-acre farm when we first got together, she Yeah, up, she's
1: like Rambo, though.
0: Yeah, like. she used to take the horse out and ride, and she had her brother's fatigues. He was a Green Beret, and he gave her all these fatigues that had the Green Beret logos on them. And uh, she used to carry the rifle over her shoulder, uh, horseback, out patrolling the property and kicking the hunters out. Um, it was very effective and very... Because the horse was huge. Uh, there were occasional times she took the Percheron out, because let's face it, the Percheron could have just trampled the person to death. <laughs> so it, was, it was an intimidating sight seeing this girl ride up in fatigues with her rifle uh, on a Percheron. Oh yeah, that
1: <laughs> is serious business. That's like Rambo.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, get off my property. Okay. <laughs> we'll do that. But we were surrounded by hunting property. So there was just, it, first day of deer season sounded like World War Three. In our in, We kept the horses in the barn and you know, just, it was a mess. Well, I'm glad to see you're okay. You texted me this morning that you were kicking hunters out and it's like, Oh God, don't get shot. Don't get shot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I did not get shot. They they ran, they turned, they turned tail and ran. I don't know who it was. I don't know what they were doing, but my fence is the fence. It's like around the property. Everything outside of our fence has grown up, you know, up to the fence. I mean, it's like weeds and trees and everything. And so my fence line is precarious at best because it's sat there forever, but it also leans up against the trees. I mean, it is full on brush and, and woods just outside of our fence. So the fence line is up, but I mean, it's not great. And it's kind of like that barbed wire with the the wire fencing and, and it's not great, but the, uh, it never worried me because the tree line is is a good buffer and to see somebody climbing it, like it can very easily tear down. And then I've got, uh, you know, like Kevin.com says, I have a, a downed fence line. <laughs> so I could get, it could be a problem. So um, yeah, uh, and everything is spray painted purple because that's like the no hunting color is purple, purple fences, trees, every top of every fence post is painted purple. Their trees are trees. Everything's purple because you can't put up no, um hunting signs on the trees because they blow off because you get, crazy wind to ask me how I know. So anyway, that's where I'm at.
0: Well, coming up on today's show, we have Lauren Proctor-Brown. She is a veterinarian and also a horse dentist. And she was just out here and did our horse's teeth. We haven't talked about horse's teeth and dentistry in a while, so we're going we're gonna to talk about that. Plus, you know what? She's an avid polo player, too. So uh, we're going to chat with her about that. And then also, Samantha is going to stop by from the UK and give us the latest UK report. Things are starting to happen over there again as things are opening up. And she's also going to go over with us who is flying over to beat us at uh, Land Rover, because that's what they seem to always do. So we're going to talk about that, and you have some weird news, right?
1: I may have a few stories that were sent my way.
0: All right, good. Let's do some Daily Winnie's first. (laughs) My Daily Winnie, as usual, is one of these... Auditors Mary Schmidt it's Mary Schmidt's birthday today. She's the sole birthday, and then also one of the hosts of this show in the CHA episode every month, Christy Landwehr. It's her birthday as well, too. So happy birthday to Christy. Uh, I sent her the picture that we did all together at the AHP conference. Uh, so I I posted that picture up there and wished her a happy birthday. Also, I had a message here from Karen from yesterday, who does our endurance episode. Uh, and for those of you that listen to that show knows it, know that it was it was uh, it was a tough first half hour, uh, but she wanted to say thank you for all the messages she has gotten. Uh, she said she had over five hundred messages uh, from people about the loss of her heart horse or her lifetime buddy. There rode sixteen thousand miles with, but she wanted to thank everybody. It was tough for her to talk about, and she talked about it here on the show first, even before she posted it anywhere, because that's what she wanted to do. So, uh, so thank you to everybody who was so kind to Karen yesterday. We really appreciate it. You guys are the best.
1: I spoke recently about the two horses that I have in training, a horse named Oki Brown and another horse named Money Baron. And uh, Money Baron's a little 15-hand chestnut, and Oki Brown is this ginormous tank of a almost 16 3 17 hand 3 year old big boned and everything and uh it turned out he he'd really never been ridden all that much and he never went to the races unraced and so we started training him and um congratulations to Angela Bailey who is the new adopter of Oki Brown he'll be That's another one it. of
0: our auditors, too.
1: I know I'm so excited but she said she'd heard me talk about Oki horses and and she said, maybe, you know, when there's another one. And I mentioned him. And yeah, I mean, she, she. Jumped on him really way sweet looks and he's just, he's he's he didn't know anything and he's a little scared of everything but he's so wants to try and you can just see in his heart he really wants to trust and wants to learn and now we've been on him four times and trotting him around the round pen and today we'll take him out of the round pen into the big arena and stuff so anyway it's going really well and I'm so excited so he's getting his coggins and health certificate done today and then he will be hopping on a trailer next week so I'll keep you guys posted but yeah oaky brown heading to maryland i told nelda at horse and hound rescue we need to get a, a map
0: mm, of yeah. the united
1: states and put a push pin in every state we, yeah, pretty <laughs> so soon you'll
0: have every state
1: <laughs> uh, it's good getting getting get there i'm pretty excited though
0: so. very cool well the uh StatelineTac.com. If you go there right now, you're going to find that they still have their 30% off orders over $129 going on. But also they have their Defender Rambo Weather Beta fly sheets, all of those different fly sheets. They have them on sale right now. Uh, most of them are 10 to 20% off uh, already a, a low price. And they have four entire pages of fly sheets on there. And can I say that fly sheets have gotten a little more colorful than they used to be. They all used to be white. And now you can find almost every color of fly sheet you could imagine, including zebra stripes and, and all of that. But they have every brand style color that you would want. Amigo, Professional's Choice, Tough One, Cool Coat, Defender, uh, They j- just Rambo, it just goes on and on and on.
1: Oh, my gosh, this Loveson Zebra Fly Rug. It's zebra, and it's got the neck cover and the belly guard, and it is $47. And I don't know what brand that is. I've never heard of it, but uh, I do know that Parker, my gray horse, he now, I saw him out just cantering circles in the pasture. Apparently there was a bug on him. So he is now (laughs) head to toe. And one, and it has llamas all over it. Oh, so. there you go. <laughs>
0: <Jeez>. <laughs> Who knows? I hope the hunter doesn't get confused. Um, Weather Beetle, also, we use a Weather Vita one on Scooter because he's a size 60 and not everybody makes little fly sheets. So he has the combo neck, uh, the Breeze, I think it's called, combo neck. And he looks so cute when he's all decked out from head to toe in his fly sheet. Uh, so, yeah, they have all different sizes and they even have mini ones in there as well. Stateless. Line-tac.com. Go get them today and don't forget to take a look at the offer at the top of the page. 20-30% off orders over $129. Do it today!
1: It's time for the Horses in the Morning Horse Health Report. When our intrepid hosts, together with an unlucky member of the equine veterinary trade, attempt to inform, enlighten, or terrify horse
2: owners everywhere into funding a Kickstarter campaign, to mass produce Kevlar-coated, bubble wrap-lined equine products.
1: I'm pleased to welcome Dr. Lauren Proctor-Brown to the show this morning. And I do believe you are currently located in Florida. Is that right? That is correct. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. Tell us a little bit about Resolute Equine Sports Medicine.
2: Uh, Yeah, so Resolute Equine Sports Medicine is um, a solo, ambulatory practice. It's all about me. Um, and all about horse health. Um, What we focus on is keeping the equine athlete in tip-top shape. So everything from lameness, nutrition, overall wellness, and especially dentistry, I have a not-so-secret love of horse dentistry. Um, And I think we do need to really integrate that into sports medicine because the horse can't um, function, can't compete well if their mouth is not um, also in tip-top shape, especially for the horse, Um, we, we rely on their, their, their mouth, um, for their nutrition, for our, uh, the majority of our sports. So I think we need to not forget the dentistry as a part of the whole horse as a package. Um, so that's my little like plug. That's your plug. So, so what are some
1: of the things that we need to do with our horses as far as dentistry goes? Like say, say I get a new horse, is Mm -hmm. dentistry one of the first things I need
2: to have looked at? I would definitely recommend it. we, I definitely always recommend getting, taking a look in their mouth when you get them, because you can get yourself kind of down a rabbit hole. Um, you know, you're working with them, you're working with, say, you got a new horse, new trainer, you're working on, you know, advancing, you know, whatever in whatever discipline you're doing, you're going to run into different pitfalls. Knowing that their health, that their, their mouth isn't is healthy and in good shape, so that you're not wondering, you know, if this was the problem the whole time. You know, just knowing that they're not, you're not in any pain when you're asking them to do their maneuvers you know, for dressage or when you're out on a polo field or a racehorse or in in any discipline, knowing that they're, you know, ready to perform. And especially when you first get them, because you really don't know. And oftentimes no one discloses their dental history. We don't know, um, you know, when they were last floated or, 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 you know, to what degree or what quality. Um, so it's just very important to kind of have a really good baseline. And I think it's something that's commonly forgotten. Um, it's definitely something that, you know, in my, my, um, other job, which is team resolute polo, we take a look in every new horse's mouth. If it's a, you know, a horse that's coming for sale, or if it's one of the horses that we've purchased, I'm I'm opening that horse's mouth very quickly because I want to know that they're happy and healthy. And that's not going to be the reason why they're either not performing or, you know, not keeping weight or something like that.
1: And that was my next question is what, what, what would you look at a horse and go, oh, the mouth? Like, what are some things that would would be apparent?
2: So it's a pretty indescript list, I think, because we we think of first about weight loss. Um, Commonly people are like, okay, weight loss, we need to take a look at their teeth. And I think that's very accurate. And people quickly get to that one, right? We see weight loss, we think teeth. Because obviously, if they're having difficulty chewing, they might be having difficulty keeping weight on. But in addition to that, you know, horses that are having bidding issues, horses that horses that are having performance issues, I certainly would also look in their mouth. The way their teeth um, align can affect their TMJ joint, can affect their neck, can affect their upper cervicals if they're having pain there. Because I don't know if you've ever had mouth pain, but mouth pain is. Horrible. We can't focus, you can't focus, you're not going to perform well because you know it, it hurts too much. It takes over so much of your brain because your your teeth and your roots are so sensitive. But especially in the horse, not only is it that it's very sensitive for them and nutrition, we're also then putting a bit in their mouth and we're commonly asking them to collect, we're asking them to kind of balance on that jaw. And If that's not healthy, or if it's not aligned correctly, we can have a wide variety of problems. So even just not accepting the bit, not liking a bit, you know being very mouthy, you know turning their head funky when they're eating or when they're in a bridle, not performing well. Certainly, if they are eating their food or hay and you find little balls of hay dropped in their stall, you should call the vet immediately. We have a problem. that what that typically is is an older horse where they're chewing their hay, but they're unable to chew it well, so then they drop it back out of their mouth and back onto the ground. Mm-hmm. So if you're cleaning a stall and you see that on the ground, definitely call your veterinarian out because we have, a, we have a problem that we need to address. But I think also it should be part of our, you know, baseline, you know, wellness plan and sports medicine plan so that we know that the horse is performing well. And we should include that into our, you know, poor performance workups as well.
1: Mm-hmm, absolutely. Now I did see also that you are, um, an acupuncturist and, and I think mm-hmm. chiropractic as well. So do you kind of marry all these things together?
2: I think that, you know, we are very lucky um, for horses that we can kind of marry all of these things to, to get the best performance out of them. So um, after a dental, we certainly put a speculum in their mouth. We open their mouth a little wider than the average horse wants to keep their mouth. So certainly checking their TMJ joints is important. And that's something that I, I learned, you know, with my, my chiropractic or my um, spinal manipulation certification um, is just this, the TMJ health and the jaw health overall. Um, as well as the hyoid bones, it's in between um, the mandibles. So that's something else that we, we might pick up on a spinal manipulation exam that can relate to oral health. But in addition, you know, the anything in that head can affect the upper cervicals, um, can relate to to acupuncture points. So kind of marrying, you know, traditional medicine along with spinal manipulation and acupuncture, we can kind of find what what treats that horse best, right? So what solves the problem for that horse so that it can can reach its peak performance? Gotcha. Gotcha. So
1: do you suggest people put this on a routine thing or do you make just like, Hey, whenever I come out or what? what, when do you suggest people
2: do their exams? So typically I make it part of their wellness. So every horse should get their vaccines, things like that. That's just done annually. Um, A dental, a full dental exam sedated by a veterinarian. So we can get a very good look in their mouth. That should be performed annually on every horse.
1: Let's state that Um, again for those in the back. Please have your exams and your teeth floated by a veterinarian. Just a thing. Yes, please. Please.
2: Yes, please. Now, don't because some states still
0: require... Isn't some some states you have to be a veterinarian to do it, right?
2: Um, I think it's, I would say majority, but, but many states require you to be a veterinarian to perform um, equine many, dentistry. Many don't,
1: and um, mm-hmm. many don't here like in Oklahoma. And um, <laughs> recently I had somebody who had a horse in training with me, and I said, this horse needs its teeth done. Are you ready for this, Dr. Brown? The horse... They bring the equine dentist out here. I was not here. I did not know mm-hmm. they did not use a veterinarian, and the horse had wolf teeth. and as mm-hmm. opposed to pulling the wolf teeth, she decided that they were kind of too hard to get out, so she filed them down.
2: Are you okay are you following? <laughs> I'm following that, <laughs> that would I think make it more difficult for someone to correct the problem later. Yeah, yeah.
1: As opposed to like you know, didn't they have to go lay the horse down and chisel him out of his mouth at an actual veterinary center, and it ended up costing a couple yeah. thousand dollars, as opposed to just pulling the wolf teeth using a veterinarian. Sorry, just, to, mm-hmm. it, it, just you said it, so it's
3: it
2: one of my things. <laughs> I it it's always interesting to open the mouths. I can tell when I open a mouth and say, okay, well, uh, most likely a lay dentist has been in here last. Um, I. uh it's always interesting. Most commonly what I find and what I can say is, okay, most likely a latensis is in here last. What I find is that the, there are six, um, you know, large teeth, three premolars and, and three molars on a horse's, um, jaw. So there's, six in each. They're very, that goes all the way back to the edge of the ramus. So if you think about where the buckle of your halter, the, the circular ring on the halter is, the teeth go all the way back there. What I usually find when I think, okay, wow, well, a lay dentist has most likely been here is that the first three teeth are are floated and they don't have sharp points, but those back three teeth that are further in there and harder to get to, those have really bad sharp points. If oh. a horse has most likely had a lay dentist for several years, um, I, I see that those points are often very sharp and painful and then commonly we'll see that they have a ramp on that 11 and the problem there is if they have a a ramp or a sharp point on that 11 on the mandible when you ask a horse to collect or when it's chewing and it um it it flexes its neck that point is going to like stab right into its max maxilla or the upper jaw it's extremely painful um and that's most common that that's what lay dentists never really diagnose or touch and they never really tend to, and I don't want to say never because some can do a good job and some don't, um, but they, they're not going to address balance issues as well. And commonly that's what I see. And that's the, usually the most benign thing I see and say, okay, well, that was clearly a late dentist for several years. We can solve this problem. You know, I can address this and that's fine. I opened a series of mouths that clearly had the same late dentist and this, whoever this was has a very clear calling card. We just filed the first tooth down. There's this thing called bit seats. Bit seats yeah. are kind of a, a, they're they're a fad um, where we really like to file off the front of the sixes, which makes sense because they can get hooks. Great. We can file that down, make it, and I prefer to make it a little bit rounded. So certainly the hook isn't going to grow back, but without touching that that first um, root in the tooth, the first um, part of that six we don't want to get into the actual you
1: when know, you say the six you horn. mean the,
2: the canines right oh yeah sorry yeah. so the first premolar that you're going to see so that's usually the one that everybody And i saw my trainer do this when i was growing up and this is how we knew the horse needed its teeth done which is a very meh, not not a full <laughs> full assessment yeah no. uh, if you stick your thumb in the corner the commissure of the lip the edge of the lip right where the bit would go you stick your thumb and you try to touch the first tooth that's the six. So we number the horse's teeth. That's the first premolar. That's where there's, we use, that's where veterinarians, lay dentists, most people that work in a mouth will put a bit seat. A bit seat is an angle on that tooth. So that the bit, which should never touch the tooth, just has a nice place to sit, quote, you know, put quotes on that sit because your bit does not touch their teeth. If it's touching their teeth, your bottle's too tight. Um, So they filed. There's a lesson right
0: there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, if your bit's touching your horse's yeah. teeth, if your bridle's too tight? Yeah. They're yeah. smiling pretty heavy,
1: pretty hardcore <laughs> if that happens.
2: Yeah. A bit is resting in um, the diastema between the incisors and the premolars in a horse. So it's never touching the teeth. Mm-hmm. It should not be touching the teeth. Right. Um, so that's where a bit seat gets put. So the most common trick that I see that people pay the most attention to is making sure that that tooth isn't sharp that that singular point that little part of that tooth that's the only thing that people tend in in the past have tended to notice so that's the thing that later just pay the most attention to I don't to.
1: understand that though like you're still doing a terrible job like you're already there you might as well just float <laughs> the teeth i mean my god but like well, why we got to trick everybody
2: because they don't look you can't look in there because wow. a lay dentist, I mean, so I have a, this beautiful, this wonderful, my favorite LED light that lights up the whole mouth beautifully, right? But that that cost me not an insignificant sum of money. A lay dentist isn't going to invest in that, yeah. right? If, I'm not even sure they use lights or maybe they're using headlamps. So they don't have a lot of, it takes a lot of um, lumens to light up a horse's mouth um, well, um, which then makes it expensive, right? To have a very, very good light, it's it's expensive. Um, so without you know good equipment, you can't get a full idea of what's going on. Um, if they're not using a speculum, are they using their hand to to feel or 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 what? You know, I, I can't I can't say because I'm not a lay dentist. Um, but essentially, that's that's the trick: is to yeah. make a really really good bit seat because those teeth, it's never going to feel sharp, and no one's ever going to check, and everyone's going to think that they did a good job. Well, the one I saw just filed the whole tooth, not even just the front edge, which is what a typical bit seat, that's like the definition, is the front edge of the tooth. They just filed the whole tooth, which is, you know, it's an inch and a half. Well,
0: that'll make Uh, room for a bit. (laughs)
2: Yeah, all four of them.
0: Yeah,
2: all four. I was like, why? So, so now the horse you know, stopped eating after I,
0: that, but that's okay. We don't need teeth right. anyway. The you horse know? was probably painful. <laughs> yeah.
2: And he may or may not have have killed those teeth. So we might find down the road that we're extracting them. Nice. Uh, and that's unfortunate. We don't we don't want to do extractions when we don't have to. And it always makes me very sad to see that that um someone's gone very aggressive onto a six because it's absolutely pointless and and it might kill the tooth. And I think the thing is the problem is that horses change hands, and because dental issues can take you know several years to develop, so something that happened when they were younger might develop as a problem when they've changed hands, and we can't define it, you know we we don't know that that's what happened, and that never gets back to the person who did it. So they don't know that the They don't know the damage that they've done, unfortunately. Well,
1: I think the good news is we have made it very clear to people, please hire a a veterinarian to do Mm -hmm. your horse's teeth. Well,
0: you're not going to go to a dentist for yourself that's not a doctor.
2: (laughs) Yeah, right. I think people misunderstand that. And yeah. I've heard that one before. That's one of the favorite. That's one of most people's favorite things. Well, I don't go to a doctor for my teeth. I go to a dentist. And it's it's really inappropriate. They have doctor their, in front of their using. name.
0: <laughs> yes,
2: they have DDS after their name. They've
0: yes, identity, they are doctors. You know? <laughs> <That's a laughs> exactly. Doctor exactly. of dentistry.
2: <laughs> um, I think it's just a misconception that, that lay dentists are using the term equine dentist. And veterinarians are also using the term equine dentist. So it gets confusing. Well, Well, here's um, what I heard, Doctor Crocker Brown.
1: Here's the Mm -hmm. reason I use the Equine Dentist here in Oklahoma. Well, first of all, it's only seventy-five dollars, and I mean, (laughs) come on, that's half the price of a veterinarian. Mm -hmm. Get what you pay for. Mm -hmm. Thank you.
0: I have a, I have the most important question because we're running out of time. All right. So most important question is apparently you came out and did our horses, including my pony Scooter, who is a Hackney. Do you dread when you see Hackney Pony on your list of horses to see that day? Just asking. because
2: I do not dread it. I have a special pony speculum just for my little patient. So your little Hackney did get my little pony speculum. It was honestly purchased for my favorite client's donkey. Um, And that donkey and I have, we have a love, we just so much love. So I I do have flashbacks when I hear the hackney ponies to, to a rearing hackney pony, which is certainly it's both comical and terrifying because those front feet are about at eye level. um, And it's just so small and cute, but it's still kind of frustrating. Well, and they're (laughs) quick. They're very adorable. That's the other thing. My
0: first hackney pony mm -hmm. did that with the, with the farrier would stand straight up, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Those little front feet are quick. <laughs> Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Well, but they're
2: pretty incredible little little guys. They can they can do some pretty incredible
0: things. Scooter's so fat he couldn't stand up on his front feet. So you were probably <laughs> safe there. So <laughs> like, okay, I, do,
2: I think I realized pretty quickly we were, we were in good hands.
0: <laughs> well, good. I'm glad he glad to see he didn't try and kill you. That's good. I'm, Happy to see that. No, no, no. He's a very good. <laughs> you know what? We're running out of time. Can, will you come back and talk about your polo business sometime? Because that's equally as fascinating.
2: I would love to come back and talk about my polo
0: business. Let's definitely do that. I want to talk about your polo business because we don't talk polo enough on this show. And Jamie likes to talk polo because 90% of the people playing polo are hot. So that's that the That is re-
1: not the
2: reason. No, no like that's polo. the reason okay.
0: you love to watch polo. Let's be honest. <laughs> So. Okay.
2: Well, I mean, that's why we wear white pants, right? Make everything look good.
0: <laughs> but I do want to talk to you seriously about it because it I think it's growing. I think people are becoming more aware of it. The polo matches I've seen mm-hmm. just have a lot more spectators than they used to.
1: I have adopted out a lot of horses to uh, a couple of polo places in Texas and up in Edmond, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. it is be- it's is—it's very popular kind of in my area. So its I'd love to come. Yeah, definitely come back and we'll talk about it.
2: Yeah, no, that's great. I'd love to talk about it. And I think it's um, growing into different sectors and we're getting the word out to, to more um, horse disciplines as well. And I think, honestly, it's, uh, it's attracting that, the, the male equestrian away from, you know, some of the disciplines that are not as male friendly.
0: Well, not only that, I think we're getting spectators to polo that we don't get to any other horse sport now. Uh yes, because they can kind of get a, it. You a know? great place to tailgate. Yeah. It's fun to watch and yeah. drink and they kinda mm-hmm. get it and they like stomping divots, mm-hmm. which is the best thing Polo ever did yeah. for spectators. Yes. So <laughs> it's like Well, thank you, <laughs> Dr. Lauren Proctor Brand, or yeah, where can they find you? What's the website?
2: Yeah, so um everything is all mashed together. It's teamresolutepolo.com, has
0: resolute equine on that as well. Okay, Team Doctor dot com. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Dr. Yes. Lauren. Appreciate it. And thanks for working on my pony.
2: You're so welcome. It was nice talking with you. Well,
0: there you go. That And I did not meet her. Apparently, I was doing the show. We were doing the morning show when she came out last. So I didn't get a chance to meet her. But, uh, wow, what a great conversation. I didn't know about the whole filing down for the bit thing. That's, uh, that's yeah, disturbing. Yeah, I've seen
1: <laughs> the, the bit seats thing. And, and I've seen the vet uh, filed on because of geldings. The, the part of the canines, this was when I was in Arizona. And I was like... Do we have to do that? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I don't think... I don't want to do that. Seats, I'm like, the bit doesn't touch that part. We're fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that was I'm a good glad. conversation. And, and we definitely will get her back. That sh- it sounds like it should be fun to talk about. Paul
1: and too. for those of you who disagree with us, you can send your complaints to Jennifer at HorseRadioNetwork.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be great.
0: Time to learn why some days you're embarrassed to be part of the human race in Jamie's Weird News. Well,
1: we got a list of folks that sent stories to me today. I'm not going to identify which person sent which story, but I've got Adrian, Robin, some guy named Glenn, Alicia, and Betty. Thank you guys all for sending me. Uh, And if you did not, if you sent that one to me and I didn't say your name, send it to jamie at horseradionetwork.com with weird news in the title. That's how I search for them. So if I get them on Facebook, I... They lose everything. It's too much. Okay. (laughs) So weird news. (sighs) Well, there's just, there's like a dumb criminals. And then there's weird news. We're going to go dumb criminal today because Clint Butler, uh, a 36 year old British man escaped from jail last November, last November. He had served 14 years of a 17 year sentence. Oh, you were so close. So close. (laughs) uh do you know why he got busted no he went out and uh bought call of duty (laughs) and uh he and a friend and uh, he walked right past police officers they were like that guy looks familiar because he has kind of a unique um birthmark and they saw him and they're like hey that's a guy and by the way the police are like hey Aren't you Clint Butler? Get over here! And he's like, "No, my name is John Smith."
0: <laughs> he was <And> real creative. <laughs>
1: that's not my marijuana. <laughs> that's not mine. I don't know why it was in my pocket. Anyway, um, they, they said. The officer said they'd be running the dim-witted duo's information. <laughs> and um, they uh, apparently when they were like, we're going to go run that information, they said the violent video ge- game came to life when they attacked the cops, threw in kicks and punches. Yeah, they're back in jail.
0: <laughs> he was so, <laughs> so close. Probably another year, he'd have gotten out in probation.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it says now he's set for an extra two years for breaking out of jail and attacking the officers. So, yeah. The, I mean, I'm not going to say... It was the smartest guy. No, <laughs> okay. I can do that. And he was not in Florida,
0: so, so I'm just I remember. know
1: he's in England, so oh, they're dumb there too. Oh, good. From dumb criminals, just super weird and creepy. <laughs> Louisa Zisman, who was on The Apprentice, I do believe, over also in Europe. She broke down in tears as she explained the decision that she made that has received, she has received a lot of attention for a decision that she made. She, uh, decided that she had, she had a horse and she loved him and, uh, he was a, a gray Andalusian. Just, she just loved him. His name was Madrono and, and he passed and she just couldn't live without him. So she had him stuffed. And he lives in her living
0: room. Oh, I couldn't do that. I, oh. I have heard of people doing this, but not ordinary people. Usually it's celebrities or something. Like, well, is it she's Roy like a Roy Rogers horse a that's celebrity. stuffed? Well, uh,
1: he's in a, uh, a museum. He's in a, uh, museum. Yeah. This is, lady just has it in her, in her living, living room. room.
0: Who'd want to go? Oh.
1: She um she she's gone around Put a horseshoe got, in
0: a plaque and hang it on
1: the wall. <laughs> I think it's like $25,000 to Whoa. get this done. So she did not uh she did not And it never looks
0: right when they're stuck.
1: I just it's just it's just weird. It's weird.
0: It's weird news. That's weird there news. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on from that. Oh wait a minute. I've got oh, wrong one. Yeah, I, like- I was just thinking about that, and I was pressing the, pressing the wrong buttons. Ugh.
1: <laughs> Austin, Texas, the Austin Fire Department had to respond to a call right before April Fool's Day, and they were just not convinced that it was real. Um, and they go to uh, Texas, somebody, 911, 911, what's your emergency? Hi, um, it's stuck in the tree. Uh ma'am, calm down. Calm down. Can you tell us what is stuck in the tree? It's stuck in the tree. I need you to come out and in the fire department because it's stuck in the, in the hole in the tree. It's lodged its head in the hole of a tree and it can't get out. Ma'am, ma'am, I need you to calm down. What is in the tree? It's a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> a squirrel. I've got its head stuck in the knot of a tree. And finally somebody called the Austin Fire Department and they literally had to come out and get a squirrel out of a tree. <laughs> they uh, they said it was the first squirrel extraction for firefighters. That's
0: a dumbass squirrel is all I got to say. A <laughs> really uh, couple
1: more. <laughs> Man, London is in the news today. England, you guys need to get it together here because police are on the lookout. If anybody and the world has seen Darius. His owner is offering two thousand pound reward, which is like you know twenty six seventy seven hundred dollars for Darius to be returned. What is Darius, you ask? Well, owner Annette Edwards says he is a he's a model, and also he's in the Guinness Book of World Records, and he is the world's longest rabbit. If you stretch him out, he is. Over four feet long. He is ginormous. He's over 20 pounds. Darius has been stolen. He is a continental giant rabbit. And he disappeared really? from his closure. Enclosure in the backyard. Somebody walked in and stole a ginormous 20-something pound rabbit. If you look at the pictures of this rabbit, it is insanity. This is a gi- I mean, yeah. It's huge. A continental giant rabbit. Look it up. All right. Last one. <laughs>
0: Just thinking about the large rabbit poop that that makes.
1: Oh, my gosh. I, I mean, used to hate keep
0: cleaning the rabbit cage. We have
1: Did you have a rabbit? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> ah,
0: guinea pigs. In the old
1: days. Uh, <laughs> um, so we're going to go to Germany now. I love that at least all over the world, there's weird news. And not just in Florida. And not just in Texas. Oklahoma California y'all all seem to get a lot um, but now we've had it's, uh, European weird news and uh, this is a very sad thing actually it's sad that they got returned um, apparently not one not two Glenn two dozen that is 24 monkeys broke out of a southwestern German zoo uh, last didn't week. we have a movie about that <laughs> You would think like, okay, so they were Barbary MacKays, commonly known as Barbary apes. They escaped from a zoo southwest of Stuttgart, not far from the Swiss border. It is not entirely clear how they got away, but construction work at the zoo may have been a factor. Police said the primates were spotted roaming the area in a pack. Of course they were. Of course, uh, Just two,
0: like in Planet of the Apes. Were they living in the woods yeah, above the town? <laughs>
1: exactly. Um, two employees were unable to recapture them. Were they Eventually, armed? Did they have track-
0: rifles? <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> and uh, that, that's who jumped my fence and got my backyard. <laughs> I will come back and find you. Uh, apparently the animals, uh, the, the police, I love police reports, the apa- animals apparently took advantage of the nice weather and spent the afternoon on the
0: edge of a forest near the zoo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they were all returned and found. Oh, good.
0: Though. I was starting to worry there for a minute.
1: They did not attack. Anybody. Charlton Heston
0: wasn't in a the cage there by nearby, was he?
1: <laughs> no he was not but i mean that's 24 monkeys that escaped and that could be intimidating if you're like hey let's take the kids for a walk in the park in the woods like gah, gah! i don't know what barbary monkeys' sounds they make but it's probably scary
0: can you tell i just came across that movie on tv the other day and, and happened to watch about 10 minutes of it <laughs> so.
1: i mean you're showing your age because like i don't i never saw it it was too scary when i was oh a you kid. never <laughs> saw
0: it Oh, that's a classic. it was
1: too scary.
0: That's a classic movie. That's a classic Charlton Heston movie. (laughs) Yeah, I have vivid memories of watching that movie. (laughs) Was that it? That's the last one?
1: That's it. That's your weird news. If you do have a weird news story that you come across, send it to jamie at com with weird news and the subject line.
0: Well, I'm glad to see Florida wasn't represented at all. We did good. Wait,
1: breaking news. Florida story.
0: (laughs) We did good this week.
1: Yay. Now you're making me Google Florida weird <laughs> news. Um, no, you don't have
0: to. It's okay. We're, we're fine. Oh,
1: here. wow. There's a whole thing called Strange Florida News. Oh, there's whole there's weird whole podcast about Florida men.
0: <laughs> <laughs> weird. I Craig met the guys be- at the podcasting yeah. conference who do the Florida man podcast, um, and uh, they're not lacking material. That's for sure. All right, let's head to England. Speaking of England, let's head over there and talk to our friend Samantha. Well, joining us now, all the way from England, is our friend Samantha. Hi, Samantha.
3: Hi there! It never gets old that music. Thank you, Glenn. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm going to insist my children start playing it when I walk into the room.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Samantha, they're letting you out of the house now, huh? They are. Things are
3: things are looking up. Lockdown is easing slowly. Um, we're allowed to meet a person in the park at the end of March, and then Monday. This was so exciting. You can. The gyms are open, and so my son is happy. And um, my daughter, you can meet in groups of six outdoors in pubs or restaurants and you have to book a table and you can book a table for two hours. So she had um, slots at various different pubs with all her friends. They had some tables all joined (laughs) together and basically spent all Monday afternoon in the snow sitting outside at pubs
0: <laughs> that sounds like snow. fun and she couldn't have
3: been happier about it and it was snowing here on monday morning and she couldn't have been happier she sent me all these pictures of them sitting outside bundled up they were in heaven
0: <laughs> well you guys have been locked up a long and I time past,
3: <laughs> we've been locked up for four months i walked past the hairdressers um on our street at about eight o'clock on monday morning there were already four people in there the lights were on they were getting their hair done and it's just Oh, it's so nice to see after everything's been sort of locked you know, locked up and boarded up and dark. And it's so nice to see shops open and people milling around. It's great. Well, it's I, great. And I know. we have eventing.
0: Yeah. well, One of the things that's happening Very is uh, some of your eventers have put their horses on planes and are heading over here. We thought we had a chance yes. of winning this year, a I United know. States rider, and then you go and ruin it.
3: <laughs> oh, my God. 71 entries from seven different nations. I think it's the largest international entry they've ever had. I'm sick to my stomach. I'm not going to be there, but it's going to be so exciting. So yes, on the plane today, New Zealand sending six horses, five belong to the prices. Janelle's got three and Tim's got two. tim um, Tim's got Bango and Xavier Fair. Janelle's bringing Classic Moe, who won Badminton, Grappanera and Grovine de Rev. And if she's bringing three, she's in it to win it. I mean, God, I wouldn't like to bet against her, but if you do want to bet against her, Oliver Town ends bringing Burley winner, Ballamore class, and Cooley masterclass, who's already won Kentucky twice the last two years that it ran and is going for a three-peat, so yikes. William Fox Pitt has won it. He's on the plane with Oratorio, and also Kevin McNabb, another Australian who's based in Britain, and is one of the most beautiful riders I think I've ever seen. He's bringing a horse, I don't know that well, called Scuderia 1918 Don Kidam. So it's going to be exciting. And then another Kiwi, Jesse Campbell, who's also a very, very beautiful rider on Dear Cello, and a German girl, Anna Seema on FRH Butts Avondale. So they haven't so had a whole lot of shows to time. practice
0: on, though, have they? With
3: No, they've had, um, the elite horses have had, they had a few, a couple of elite events, but I think there was one advance and a couple of ois so they've had a run um and william fox pitt talked about he said that he'd he didn't know which horse he was going to bring he'd originally thought little fire but entered them both and then realized that oratorio would be fitter um in time for kentucky and he ran him at western park advance this weekend and went straight past the water jump and obviously was eliminated and then said he'd intended to do that all along because he didn't he didn't particularly like that water jump. Sometimes he said the horses can bank it or land steeply. And he was worried that if he's, if the, if the horse is getting on the plane today, he wouldn't have time for then go to school again. Um, or if they were sort of, you know, bandaging or worried about a bruise or not, it was just cutting it a bit fine. So, let me, let me get this. And,
1: straight. He ran by the water yeah, jump went, and said, I meant to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I usually mean to do it too. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to miss jump for, and.
3: This weekend um, is one of the big, it used to be the big sort of last event before badminton at Burnham Market which is on the Norfolk coast and um, we don't know for sure, the horses are on the plane today, we don't know for sure, Oliver Townend's got three entered, obviously he's got Tregilda, he's got Cooley Masterclass and Banimal Class but those three are also entered at Burnham Market this weekend and we don't know for sure which ones are on the plane and which ones aren't. So. If we see them this weekend at Burner Market, obviously, they're not on the plane. But then if they show up after quarantine in Kentucky next week, then we just don't know. And I don't know why they're not telling us, but it does make it quite exciting. <laughs> oh, cool.
0: You know, you have covered – you've been there forever. I mean, you've been going to – you live there. You walk to Kentucky Horse Park. I you used know. to go out there and just walk for fun Stop every day. It. Uh, This has to be killing you. (laughs) This will
3: be the best time of the year. I actually wrote an article for um, my friend Debbie at an event for life, literally about that, about the build-up to Kentucky and how, how much fun it is and how exciting it is and how, oh, God, there's nowhere I'd rather be right now.
0: But... And, well. <laughs> and then you'd, you wouldn't have trouble getting she's, a spot ahead head of the lake, would you? There'd be no trouble watching that. No. This no. no, this year I think
3: it will be pretty good.
0: <laughs> well, I did want to mention we pretty have Max Cochran, work. who's the president of the United States Eventing Association, on with us on Monday. She's going to give us kind of a preview of the show. She'll be driving up there on Monday, so she's going to talk about that. Um, Burnham now, is that... All of your shows seem to be on these huge parks in front of mansions or palaces or castles. Is it a castle, mansion, or palace?
3: Do you know I've never been because I've always been in Kentucky. I've never been, It's a relatively new event, and I've never been because um, I've been literally been in Kentucky for the last, gosh, I don't know, 20 years, but... Uh so I've never been, but everyone said it's freezing cold, it's right by the seaside, it's beautiful, it's run by Alex Lahore and his Musketeer event management. And they have they have an amazing start list. They've got a four-star short as well as some other classes below that. But the four-star short's got um Oliver's three entered and also two others. So even if those three are on the plane, he's got two others. He's won it, I think, every year. He's won a class at Burnham 13 times. Wow. <laughs> so he'll be looking to do that again. And they've also got um, the last winner of badminton, Piggy March, is taking Bernier Kamira. The last winner of Burley, Pippa Funnels, taking MGH Grafton Street. Ros Cantor will be there with her world champion, All Star B. Laura Collett, who won the last five star there was, uh, Poe last year, she's taking that horse, London 52. Uh, Kitty King, Tom McEwen, Laura Collett, as well as Australia, Japan, Italy, New Zealand. Uh, it's going to be amazing. So I'm Actually, I only just started looking into it today, but I might try and drive there for the weekend. But the problem is, I've left it so late that the only uh, the only B and B's that are open, I think, so far, I've been looking are booked up, and also, I don't have a car. I'd have to rent a car. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Yeah, she's she's dying to get yeah, out.
3: <laughs> crazy for some action.
0: <laughs> well, this would be exciting. I mean, the
3: shops are open, but that doesn't interest me that much. I'd much rather go to a whole show. So I'm I'm looking into
0: it. I hope you get out to get one to see one soon, or I know what you're going to be like. She gets grumpy. So um, I, I've spent <laughs> a lot of time with Samantha over the years. So I know, I know she gets grumpy when she's not at a horse show or walking a horse show grounds She'll every weekend with your dog. You. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you, Samantha. We appreciate you stopping by as always. And it's exciting to hear Send things my getting love back.
3: To Max on Monday. All
0: right. We'll do. Thanks, Samantha.
3: Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Bye.
0: She needs to get out. <laughs> she's Yeah. She's getting four months. Pretty much locked down for four months. That's crazy. <clears throat> but sounds like a bunch of them are coming over. Everybody's getting ready. All the all the prospects for Tokyo are getting out and showing their horses and hoping to be picked for a team. So we'll be talking about that a whole lot coming up here soon too. Well, that's it for today. Hey, uh, auditors, hold on because it's Wednesday, which means we talk TV and movies on Wednesday after the show. And if you're if you're confused about how to uh, get the post show, if you're an auditor, it was just posted again how to do it on the auditor room on Facebook. And if you are in the auditor room on Facebook and you're an auditor, search for HRN auditors and ask to be a member and we'll let you in. So uh, I know Jamie was asking about that the other day, but it's, it's posted up there. It was just posted up there this morning about how to do that so check it out okay. over there where can they find you
1: they can find me at flyover farm on facebook flyover Farm, jamie denning certified monty roberts
0: instructor and or you,
1: jamie at Network.com.
0: and if you want a rehab horse that jamie's done you better get in line apparently they're going like hotcakes there, so. they
1: go quick we always <laughs> say that 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 if somebody is interested i just tell them fill out an application because you just never you need to have that application in so you can go pull the trigger, you know, yep. quick. But we always you know it's like if they come to me, they don't stay long. It's fantastic.
0: Well, that's it for today. You can find all the past episodes of Horses in the Morning at horsesinthemorning.com. All 23,2600 episodes are there. So go take a listen if you're really 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 bored. And we have 20 other shows in the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. We also have an app. I don't mention that enough, but we have our own app if you want to listen to the shows, just our shows. We have them all on our application. Uh, just search for Horse Radio Network on iOS or Android. Hang on, auditors.
1: Ray, neuter and geld.